Oh, what is the upskies, everybody? Welcome back to another episode of the GX GamerCast. We're on episode 72 of my gaming show, where once a week I talk about video games. New games, old games, video games. It doesn't matter. I love video games. I'll talk about them in a whole variety of ways. I like to do a versus series where I put up two things against each other. They battle it out for supremacy. Old retrospectives, current reviews, and that is what we are doing today. I will be reviewing Sea of Stars, a very popular and very looking forward to RPG coming out, and oh my goodness. It didn't disappoint, but before we get into the Sea of Stars review, let's talk about what I have been up to over the last week or so. It has, well, Christmas is gone now, so it was a pretty big week. Got some extra time off with the holidays, so my wife and I were able to watch some uh, some movies this week. So let's talk about some movies. So my wife and I, for my Christmas movie, um, I've always grown up on a Christmas story. I used to watch... Uh, they used to put it on TV all the time for 24 hours straight. Christmas Eve, they just have it on all day, and I would watch it all day long. Some Christmases, they would have it on for 48 hours, just two days straight. And man, I would say 60% of my Christmases, I always have a Christmas story in the background. But I didn't watch that one this year, not yet anyway. I watched A Christmas Story Christmas, so it is the sequel in a way to A Christmas Story, the old legendary classic, and I watched this for the first time last year, was absolutely blown away at how good it was, my expectations for this were extremely low, but I'm a massive Christmas Story fan, and this one, A Christmas Story Christmas is awesome, it may be better than the original, I just, I love all the little nods to the original movie, and I watched that one uh, this year while my wife and I were doing our Christmas, opening up presents and everything, a lot of fun, and yeah, man, that's a that's a really good movie right there, I was blown away, they got all, almost all the original actors, obviously some of them are not with us anymore and couldn't be in the movie, but awesome cameos, tons of love thrown into that movie, it was so much better than I could ever have expected. So, A Christmas Story Christmas. Really good Christmas movie. And now, not Christmas movie. I actually got a horror movie in here. And that movie is Talk to Me. I've been extremely excited for this movie. Uh, saw the reviews for it. Heard the premise of it. Sound very, very cool. And it finally dropped. I think it was on Netflix. So, I watched it with my wife. And it was really cool, man. Really cool horror movie where they have this hand there's this fucking evil hand and when they grab onto it and say talk to me someone from the dead appears and yeah so and if you say let me in you can kind of like experience their death or something that was going on with that person obviously things go very not good but this was a really good movie man it may not be my favorite horror movie of the year but it's up there for sure the concept was really cool uh, really early on in the movie, like the first time they grab the hand and do the whole thing, that was a very unsettling scene very early on in the movie. And I was like, oh shit, we're going to be in for it right here. Uh, in terms of overall scariness, it didn't fucking make me shit my pants or anything, but I thought it was a really, really good horror movie. I would check it out. The premise alone, very interesting. I liked it. And the ending was uh, really like the twist there at the end of this movie. Really enjoyed that. And one final movie we got in this week, it was the big one, 
it's Oppenheimer. Oh my goodness. So obviously I had a lot of hype to watch this movie. These are the kind of movies I love. I love historical movies based on reality. Uh, basically a bio, uh, what do you call it? A biopic movie. It's about Oppenheimer, the scientist, the and his creation of the nuclear bomb. So it's a long movie. I will not. Just, I can't shy away from that. It was extremely long, but it didn't feel long, which is the sign of a great movie, which this was. It was a great film. I really enjoyed the way that they did this movie, where you're kind of hopping around at different points of his life when he's younger, when he's making the bomb after his life, when. Uh, he's going through this big trial after the the war is over and everything. Extremely well-made movie. Excellent acting in it. And obviously, the best part of the movie was the lead-up of the testing of the nuclear bomb. That whole, like, 20 minutes scene was the best in the whole film. It was fucking chilling. It was very cool, man. I, re- I got really into the story, very interested in it. I had no idea about anything about Oppenheimer. I imagine a lot of us didn't because he kind of got, you know, shoved underneath the rug a little bit there, uh, right or wrong, but a very interesting movie. Um, yeah, man, I went down the rabbit hole after watching it and, you know, went on Wikipedia and looked up a whole bunch of stuff about Oppenheimer and his life and everything. Very interesting. It's a sad movie, obviously. Uh, If you're unaware of the nuclear bomb and stuff, obviously it's not a good thing, the nuclear weapon. But it's very interesting, the story around everything getting built and how much money was put into it. They said in the movie it cost them $2 billion to produce this nuclear weapon. And back in the 40s, 50s, 60s, that's an insane amount of money. So, yeah, I learned a lot watching this movie um, from what I can tell with my research uh, of the movie after. They did a pretty damn good job at at uh, keeping things accurate. I, I don't really recall many things that were out of place or just completely wrong. There might have been, you know, a little extra thing here or there, obviously, to make the movie more of a movie, but... Yeah, man, it was a great movie, a must-watch, I would say. I didn't get to watch it in theaters with the whole crazy 4K or whatever, but I enjoyed the movie a lot. It was really good. I don't think it would be something I'd ever watch again just because it's so damn long, but my wife said she would totally watch it again because, well, she wasn't. She said she was a little high when she was watching it, so she didn't, she didn't get the grasp of the whole movie, but I nerded out and explained everything to her after. But yeah, Oppenheimer was friggin' awesome. Uh, yeah, absolutely watch that one. And if you did watch it, what'd you think of it? Is there anyone out there that didn't enjoy Oppenheimer? Let me know. And now some TV shows. We got I got into a couple TV shows here. Blue-Eyed Samurai on Netflix. I I was just so interested in the show when I first saw it. Definitely reminded me of Samurai Jack from back in the day. Kind of a show that I was a little bit too young to really appreciate Samurai Jack. But as I got older, I was like, fuck, this is a really good show. And I kind of passed on it overall. But then this one came out. I was like, okay, this is giving me that that Samurai Jack feeling. And oh my goodness, I'm only two, two or three episodes into it. It's excellent. Absolutely excellent 
I I love it. It's an animated show, not anime, like it's not your typical anime show, but it's animated. It's um, got a very unique animation style. I, I'm guessing it's mixing like hand-drawn and computer animated. I'm not really sure, but it's a very unique looking show, uh, extremely violent, and it's about samurais. It's about uh, a, a samurai and this particular samurai samurai doesn't have pure blood so their their dad i think was a white man and their mom was um an asian woman and so this takes place i think in like the 18 late 1800s early 1900s so obviously people are very not cool with that oh your your dirty blood and stuff so it's the samurai uh just kind of going on getting revenge and it's very cool it's a very good it's it's got a little bit of everything like i was laughing there's some pretty there's a side character he's quite funny so yeah man i'm really enjoying blue-eyed samurai it's freaking awesome and we also dived into the show. My wife, a uh, friend of hers at work, recommended this one to her. It's called Afterlife. It's a comedy show. I think it's on Netflix. And it's got Ricky Gervais in it. I know he's a hot and uh, cold kind of guy. I love him or hate him. I don't hate him. I think he's pretty funny. And this show is extremely funny. Oh, my goodness. But it is also extremely depressing. So take that with a grain of salt. There's definitely uh, a lot of that obvious uh, Ricky Gervais, very dry, sarcastic humor, tons of it. My wife and I are loving it, giggling throughout the whole show. It's super dry, but it also deals with a lot of, you know, heavy topics of depression, suicide, uh, just life in general. It, it definitely is dealing with a lot of heavy topics, but we're slaughtering the show. Like we went through, I think, a season and a half on our first sitting. It's just a really easy, funny. Well, not I wouldn't say easy because it is uh, rather heavy in its subject matter. Um, some stuff that I have personally dealt with, so it's definitely hitting me in the feels at time. But then it, you know, brings you right back with some good laughs. So it's a, uh, it's a, a very emotional show. I guess I could say like you're laughing one minute, minute, and then the next thing you're fucking like, oh my god, that is. So incredibly depressing, but it's a really good show, man. Really, really good. Been enjoying Afterlife, so you can check that one out there on Netflix if you're looking for a weird, depressing laugh. There there you go. Let's talk about some fucking video games. So Christmas has come and passed, and so let me know. What, what did Santa bring you for Christmas? What video games did you pick up? I only picked up uh, one for now. I'm going to be picking up a couple others, but the one that I, I couldn't resist, it was on sale, 50% off. And that was Resident Evil 4 Remake. Oh, baby. So, and I dived right into it. I downloaded it and I couldn't wait. I just jumped right into Resident Evil 4 Remake. Played a couple hours of it. And, oh my god, man. This is insane. Like, I played the original Resident Evil 4 a million times. And, yeah, they're not fucking kidding when they say this is a completely different game. Like, I went into Resident Evil 4 Remake with the confidence and, like, okay, I know. I know my Resident Evil 4. I know what's up. And within seven minutes, I'm like, I'm scared. I don't know what's happening. And this is completely different and uh, scared. Very scared. Uh, Not as scared as Resident Evil 2, which I kind of feel bad about because I kind of dropped... Resident Evil 2, so now I got this Resident Evil 4, and now I think I'm probably going to end up starting to replay uh, Resident Evil 2 again, just so I can finish that off at the same time, and maybe I'll do a versus, uh, Resident Evil 2 remake versus Resident Evil 4 remake, no shade to Resident Evil 3, but I think it's safe to say that that one was 
is a little bit under par but, uh, compared to Resident Evil 2 and 4. So maybe there'll be a versus in the near future of, of uh, the two Resident Evil remakes. That could be a lot of fun. I would love to do a re- uh, review for Resident Evil 4 remake as well. So maybe one, maybe both of those. We'll see how it goes. But yeah, picked up Resident Evil 4 remake and it's absolutely blown my dick off. I'm <laughs> just so blown away at what uh, how different this game is compared to the original it's uh, it's incredible so far so very much so enjoying that i also want to pick up i haven't bought it yet but i want to buy dave the diver it's on sale on the switch so i'm thinking about picking that one up and also chained echoes i've just this game came on my radar it was on game pass and it was leaving i was like what's that game that looks interesting looked at it and it looks very similar to Sea of Stars, kind of a 16-bit, old-school RPG-looking thing, so I got my eyes on that one, I want to download, the. it's got like a 90 on Metacritic, so I was like, okay, I should probably check this thing out, so I'm probably going to pick up those two games as well, obviously been playing a ton of Sea of Stars this week, I am, um, as of this recording, I am like right at the final boss, but I want to get this recorded, so I've, I've basically done Sea of Stars right here, Also dove back into Grand Theft Auto Online. So with the announcement of GTA 6, everyone's getting hyped up. They're doing some updates on Grand Theft Auto 5. I saw the homie Kyle was playing it, and I was like, shit. So I downloaded it. Took 11 years for it to download, and I had to move a million things just to fit this fucking game onto my Xbox. But finally did. Dove into it. Apparently, I have not played Grand Theft Auto Online since 2017. Which, uh, I mean, yeah, that adds up. It's been a very long time. Dove into it, and yeah, we had a blast for like an hour and a half, two hours, just doing the odd missions, you know, fucking getting into the crazy shit that you always get into in Grand Theft Auto Online. They got, like, snow all over the place now. You can throw snowballs at each other. The roads are covered in snow, so my my buddy and I were doing... Uh, uh, fuck, what do you call it? A tow truck mission. And we're just driving the tow truck around. And he's taking this fucking turn. And the snow just... We just went straight off off of a mountain fucking into the water dead. Like, oh my god. So it was a lot of... It's it's a fun game, I will admit. Kind of looks ugly nowadays, I will say. Even on the PS or uh, three, uh, Xbox Series X, I, I find it pretty ugly looking, honestly. But it's still a ton of fun. And I've been playing a little bit of Modern Warfare. Warfare 3, the campaign. I wanted to try and finish off the campaign before end of the year so I can get a, a real final score for Modern Warfare 3. Um, the campaign's been fine so far. It's got this like open world thing going on where like some of the missions are linear and some of the missions they're like, okay, here's this big area and just go around and do it. It's not bad. It's just annoying. It's like every game's got to try it. Try an open world this, like Halo did it, and it was fucking terrible. I hated it. and But it's not too bad here in Call of Duty. It's just like, all right, well, I guess they're going to try the open world thing. And yeah, it's and I heard it's terribly short, which, again, doesn't really bother me. I, I don't care if the game is short, especially when it's Call of Duty. Like, you know, the campaign is there. Like, you have a campaign. They've never really been long anyway, but... I don't know, I've had played for a couple hours, I'm not done it yet, so it's, I'm fine with it, um, yeah, but it definitely does feel rushed, you could, you could feel it, it doesn't look as crisp as other Call of Duties in the past, in my opinion, and, uh, yeah, it's just kind of generic, honestly, it's just like, yeah, it's like a standard first-person shooter fucking campaign, it's not bad, it's not amazing, like, I think Titanfall 2, 
absolutely blows this game away, but it's not bad. It's not too bad. And yeah, I think that is everything that I've been up to. Uh, This week's been a busy one, like I said, but you get some extra time off from work with the holidays and stuff. So again, let me know what y'all have been up to. What games, movies, TV shows did you get into during the holidays? What new games did you get for Gridmouth? And let's do it, baby. Let's talk about Sea of Stars. Okay, Sea of Stars. I was very, very excited to get into this game. I wasn't expecting to get into it this year, but I had enough time and I squeezed it in. And boy, howdy, am I ever happy that I got this game in. Uh, The buddies, or the homies from the Optional Boss podcast have been talking this game up for quite some time. Way back to when it was getting kickstarted or whatever the hell it was. Uh, People put in money for this game. And if you attributed to this game, you would get your name put into it. Uh, There's a little graveyard sort of situation in this game, and your name would be put into that graveyard. I thought that was awesome. And the day finally came that Sea of Stars released, and it released to a very good reception. A lot of good reviews coming out for this game. And... I mean, very happy to see that, obviously. The the whole concept of this game is that it's uh, basically a love letter to old-school Super Nintendo RPGs like Final Fantasy VI, Chrono Trigger, Super Mario RPG. So if you grew up on those games, this game is like a love letter to those games that you grew up on. If you didn't play those games, and but... Oh man, like this, oh baby, this may be the crowning jewel of 16-bit RPGs. This thing is absolutely spectacular, and I will try my best to to talk about all the things that make this game amazing without spoiling anything, obviously. So the concept of this game is that you're in this world, there's an evil that is controlling this world, and every once in a while, uh, a, a certain... A baby will be born under the solstice or some fucking sun or moon, and they can be, you know, they can grow up to become these solstice warriors and save the world. So you are playing as two solstice warriors, Zale and Valerie, and your goal is to stop the Fleshmancer from destroying the world or making it evil and, and doing its evil thing that it's doing. That's 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 the simplicity of the story without going into any major details. But this game, like I said, it's a 16-bit RPG. And, oh man, the, the graphics in this game. Let me tell you, absolutely stunning looking game. If anyone is familiar with Stardew Valley... Very popular game. Looks very, very similar to that. I immediately got that uh, the second I started playing it. Even my wife, she came by. She's a Stardew Valley fan. And she was like, oh, that looks just like Stardew Valley. I'm like, god damn it. That's exactly what I said. So, yeah, it has a great looking art style filled with colors. And, oh, my goodness. This is an absolutely stunning looking game. Um, I know it's not, you know, they're freaking AAA or anything. But in terms of a 16-bit this is incre- this is one of the nicest if not the nicest looking 16-bit uh game that I have ever played 
tons of locations to go around. You have a big world with a bunch of islands on it, and each island's got like a totally different theme going on with it. You got graveyards, you got forests, you got it's it's all it's there's so many places to go. There's so many beautiful looking places. One of my favorite places uh, that I went to in this game, I think it's called like Coral Coral something. It's like a beautiful beach area. Let me see. I got it written down here. Coral Cascades. Oh my goodness. You go there, you got the colorful coral, you got the beautiful blue waters and everything. There's a really nice town too. I think it's called Brisk. Uh, before something terrible happens in Brisk. It's a really nice, like, port-side town. Oh, man, I just love all the areas in this game. Like, ugh. And the overworld, too. Like, you go into the main big islands and stuff, you go into it, but when you come out, you got, like, an overworld classic to, like, your Final Fantasy VI and Chrono Triggers and stuff. Even that is really nice-looking. Like, it's definitely not as detailed, but... When you come out, even, like, the overworld is very detailed still. There is a lot going on. There's, like, this huge fucking, like, mountain on the world. And there's this huge, like, dragon curled around it sleeping. And when I first saw that, I was like, holy shit. It almost feels like God of War, like the 2018 game where you got the big fucking snake thing out there. Kind of reminded me of that. But, oh, man, the... This game is stunning. So much color to it. It's just nothing looks the exact same. Like every area is very, very different from each other and themed. And I very much so like that. They also have some animated cutscenes every now and again. There's there's a handful of them. It's not extremely common. You're not seeing these things all the time. But when they happen, it's... It's nice. It really brings another level to the game. It gets you a little deeper in there so you can kind of see the characters moving in more detail. So I I really enjoyed the little animated cutscenes that they had in this game. Uh, sure, I would have loved to have seen a few more of them. That would have been great. But whenever they came by, I was like, oh, man, this is fucking sweet. And um, more of a gameplay situation here, but... Oh man, so you have like these ultimate moves, and whenever you pull off the ultimate move, obviously it's the big fucking situation, it's very cool. Um, They kind of turn, like it's sort of a cutscene, but not really. Uh, The first one that I saw was um, the Vespertine ultimate attacks, like this big ship, and it just fucking... cuts over you're out in the middle of the ocean this big fucking ship in the middle of like a storm and it's just firing off its big cannons and stuff i was just like oh my god that is so freaking cool looking i love the look at this game that you know that's all i could really say about it it's a gorgeous looking game looks awesome in oh man it is it is good looking but What's even better than that, man? The freaking music in this game is immediately goaded. This is one of the best catchy soundtracks that I have heard in quite some time. Just have a listen to some of this shit. Huh? Eh? You like that shit? Here, hold on. I got some more. I got some more. You want a little fucking boss music? I got you covered. Check this out.
I shit you not, I could literally sit here all day long and just put in song after song after song. This soundtrack is in freaking scene, man. There's probably a solid over 100 tunes in this game, and I, I can't, I can't think of one that was even close to bad. So many catchy songs, like. I was literally laughing at some points. Like, a boss fight would kick in, and the music would go, and I would just laugh. I'm like, this is so fucking good. And I've mentioned this a few times on this podcast where I'm like, music today is, like, so much bigger in scale than it was back in the 90s and the early 2000s and stuff, where we have legitimate orchestras, you know, dishing out the soundtracks for games like God of War and Legend of Zelda and stuff like that. And I sort of miss the simplicity of the of the soundtracks back in the day where there were only a couple of handful of instruments in there and they were relying on super catchy little riffs and stuff like that to really get you in there. And I've said it a million times, there are songs like from Donkey Kong Country and Super Mario World that are still stuck in my head today. And I was getting that with Sea of Stars, especially like the main battle theme. I've been singing that song, humming that song around everywhere for the last couple weeks. Like it is absolutely drilled into my head, not because I had to listen to it 8,000 times throughout this game, but because it's legitimately incredible. It is catchy. It is fucking it just it fits so perfectly like I am blown away at the music like there's so many aspects of this game that are excellent but the music might be the most just it is out of this world it is so fucking good if you aren't going to play Sea of Stars which I highly recommend that you do check out the soundtrack on YouTube anywhere buy it yeah I mean you got to hear this I I I love soundtracks in video games and this it's going to be an extremely tough one to select what hat what game had the best soundtrack this year. I have heard a ton of incredible music, but this game is holy shit good. I mean, wow. So Hopefully I sucked the, the, the dick of Sea of Stars music well enough. I mean, I, I cannot do it justice. I will throw in as many songs as I possibly can throughout this because there's so many to choose from. There is literally, this list that I'm looking at is immense. And I just went, I just banged off and listened to about 30 songs. And I was like, any one of these is awesome. Like there's, there's going, like someone that's played this game is going to be like, oh, you didn't have that song put in there. And how, how can I get all the songs in there? Man, like, there's so many many good songs soundtrack in this game is absolutely goaded one of the best soundtracks i have heard in a very long time and it's been a really good year of soundtracks like not to take away from other games but this one is special 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 soundtrack right there and then you get a good cast of characters as well uh not gonna go through everyone because there might be some sort of spoilers you're you get a good cast of characters like you're not just stuck to two or three people you'll have like I think in total I think there's six or seven total party members that you'll have coming in and out of the party throughout your your storyline so but the three main ones are Zale, Valerie, and Garl and dude let me let me just spend some time with Garl right here Garl God damn it, man. We Garl, not only is this guy the homie, this guy is like a god walking among us. This guy is so good. He is such a good-natured fucking person. We need more Garls in the real world, man. I wish there was more people like this guy in the real world. I love him. He's a big, cuddly teddy bear that only wants to do good and be with his friends and, and spread cheer and happiness throughout the land and... and 
No matter what gets thrown at this guy, he just bounces back with a smile on his face. Garl is incredible. What an incredible character he was. And almost all the characters in this game were were really good. But by far, Garl had the most, like, just... You, you end up loving the guy. Like, he's just so good. There, there's really... There's nothing you could... Like, at first, you almost... I was like, oh, okay. He's just going to be kind of the... the Maybe the the comedic guy like the doofus who's kind of funny but there's so much more to garl and his story and goddamn man i i really really like garl he was my probably my favorite character but they're all really good there's a great cast of characters here each one of them's kind of got a little story going on you can go down their little story path and get the full story of what is going on with each and every character if you'd like to uh you don't have to so with that being said, graphics are insane. The music is insane. How does this game play? How is it a fun game to play? Well, it most certainly is a lot of fun to play. So in terms of the gameplay, it is very reminiscent of Super Mario RPG. Uh, not as simplistic as Super Mario RPG, but it's using that timed-based system where if you hit your attack at the right time you'll do some bonus damage and the same thing goes for when you are attacked if you time it properly you'll block it and you'll not take as much damage so i i think that's almost like a must or you need something like that in your uh turn-based rpgs nowadays it's it's really tough to be a turn-based rpg if you don't have something like that going on where you're keeping the person engaged they're not just like going through menus saying attack and sit there and watch the attack not in this game you're very much so engaged with the combat you don't have to be again like they give you a lot of options with it like there's even uh to make the game easier there's certain options you can turn on where it makes things a lot easier it'll make it super easy to detect if you are on time or off a time so there's a whole bunch of options like that if that kind of combat style isn't your thing i know not everybody has great timing and and some people struggle with that kind of combat but sea of stars does a really good job at adding in some extra things to make the game a little bit easier and they even have some things to make the game a lot more challenging now i didn't do that there's certain things that can you know enemies are like undamageable while they're revving up their attacks or something like that i didn't try that obviously you can have them have more health and do more damage and stuff but i found the difficulty of this game very good very balanced i didn't have any extreme challenges or just incredibly hard boss fights where i was like what the fuck is going on here they're really and there was nothing that i was like oh this is so painfully easy like i'm bored over here i think they've done a, a fantastic job at balancing the difficulty and everything like that with this game it's really really well done uh with that so some things that make this game a little bit more special than other turn-based RPGs. So each character has like, you have your attacks, you have your magic attacks and stuff like that. So each attack has like um, uh, a damage type, for example. So you, you swing your sword, that's, that's fucking slashing damage. If you hit someone with a blunt object, that's uh, blunt damage. And then there's fire damage, moon damage. So every enemy, not every time, but the game adds in just a little bit of strategy with each and every fight where an enemy will be like, okay, I'm attacking in two turns and this little thing will come up with a bunch of symbols. And it's like, okay, if you hit 
uh, a moon attack and a sun attack, you will completely stop that enemy from attacking. You can stop their attack if you hit the right combination of moves. You can completely negate the attack. And oh my god, I absolutely love this little fucking mechanic of this game and adds in just a little bit of strategy i'm a strategy nut i fucking love strategy and it just makes every fight a little bit different you're not even if you're fighting the same enemy over and over again each fight feels different from the last because it's like oh okay now i need you to do a sword sword hammer hammer attack to stop me or i need a poison and a moon attack and some of them can be really big like if you're doing a boss fight It'll be like, all right, this boss has four turns. You got four turns to do, like, take out seven symbols. And there's a huge variety. Well, not a huge variety, but there's a variety of special moves you can do. One character in particular, she has an attack that can uh, push back their attack. So let's say it's attacking in two. She does her attack. It pushes it back to four. So you got some more time to do some things. So again, it just adds in this little element of strategy in the fights. It's not like, you know, if you're terrible at strategy games, like it's not going to fucking, it's not going to ruin you. It just adds in uh, just a great variety to every single fight. It's extremely fun. And whenever you do a regular attack, you will replenish a little bit of your MP, you know, your magic power so you can pull off magic attacks and that adds in a lot of strategy too it's like okay um i need to get this poison attack off but this character doesn't have the mp to do it i have three turns so if i get her to do a regular attack it'll replenish her mp just enough so i can get this attack off and and you know it's just oh my god like it sounds really complicated but it is so flawless and smooth in in there it's really easy to get a grasp of it's not complicated at all it just adds in like so much more satisfaction when you stop an enemy from attacking you and or you pull off a huge combo that just gives you enough time to pull off your move so you can stop the attack in time like oh my god i love that little element of strategy and it's excellent. It's absolutely excellent. It's a ton of fun. I love the combat in CS Stars. It might be my favorite turn-based RPG combat I have ever played. It is. It brings in so many elements, plus that little element of strategy. Just, oh my god, sends me absolutely over the freaking moon. And on top of that, whenever you do attacks, you're also filling up. There's a combo meter and an ultimate attack meter. So... You got like three bars for your combos. You get a whole bunch of combo attacks that you can pull off with a whole variety. You know, you can do it with Zale and Valerie. You can do it with Zale, Garl and Valerie. There's a whole variety of these combo moves. And they'll pull off a, a variety of of what's the what's type of attack so you so you can use that there's healing and all that so when you attack you're filling up your combo meter and you can pull off good combo attacks which come in handy one that i used all the time was uh, just a healing a healing spell it's uh, two bars of your combo and it just heals everybody i'm like all right that's extremely useful to have in the back pocket you can uh, obviously you'll have um, healing items you can cook in this game you'll come across campfires they're basically your save point but you can also cook meals at the campsites and they give you a great variety of bonuses and you can get you'll be unlocking different recipes throughout the game getting better bonuses uh, 
And it's great. You'll be finding as you're going through the levels and stuff, you'll find, you know, it's like, oh, there's a tomato bush. There's some berries over here, potatoes. You can go fishing. The fishing in this game is a lot of fun. It's uh, similar to Stardew Valley a little bit. It's not as hard as Stardew Valley's fishing, but it's similar. You just go out there, you cast your line towards the shadow, and you catch the fish. You can release them, or you can chop them up and get yourself some, some fillets and stuff like that so you can cook some food. I really enjoyed that. One little thing that I, I forgot to mention while uh, with the combat you can also swap out party members whenever you want. So when your party does get bigger and you have like five, four or five people, let's say that your MP is empty and or maybe your health is even really low. You could swap that person out on the fly for someone with more health or a magic attack that can really help you out. So that also really helps out. I, I love the fact that I can change them out. It doesn't cost like a a move or anything I could just swap them out if I made a mistake I could swap them back out again there's no problem with that so I really like that as well and again adds just a little little sprinkle of strategy into this combat system that I absolutely adore so the level design is also really freaking good and so smooth so very very smooth it's not like they have puzzles throughout and it's pretty much every level is is similar you're going through these areas that have environmental puzzles and enemies and little treasures to find but they're just really fun and smooth to get through you're like all right i see this obstacle and you can pretty quickly put it together what i need to do it's all laid out there it's fairly simple there were a couple of puzzles where i got stumped and i was like oh i don't really know but the puzzles in this game are pretty fucking good they're again very balanced you're not you're not stumping me on a regular basis where i'm like this is dumb i don't get this or the other way where it's like oh this is this is baby shit like oh my god what am i four years old like no it's it's just a good balance of puzzles so i I really enjoyed the level design it's not incredibly it's not super duper linear like it's not just go fucking straight and and over and up and shit like that there's some paths some hidden paths as well that you can find some treasures there's a lot of little hidden treasures in the game that you can find with weapons and and equipment find better equipment your classic rpg stuff like you can have equipment better equipment uh, some rings that give you a little bit of extra perks and shit like that really good and you'll also be getting some kind of tools to help you out along the way with the environmental puzzles you'll get like a little wind power thing where you can it just helps you like push blocks around and and maybe a wind turbine uh later on in the game get a grapple hook which is good it'll help you explore the world you can use your grapple hook and launch over onto mountains and stuff like that quite useful you can also use it it took me a minute to figure this one out but you can use it also in combat uh, before you like the enemies will just be out there there's no random uh, battles the enemies are out there you can see them you can avoid them if you can but uh, the, the best thing you can do is once you get the grapple hook is just hit them with the grapple hook gives you an extra free attack uh, to start off with uh, with the fight also again I keep missing little things with the combat there's just so many little mechanics that just oh, come together come together to make this amazing combat system but uh, every time you do a regular attack, these little orbs will come out and uh, you can collect, there's like three things of orbs. You can only have three orbs on the ground at the same time. So you can absorb the orbs and it'll turn your regular attack into a special attack. So for example, Valerie, she is a lunar warrior. So if she 
absorbs one of the orbs, it'll give her regular attack, uh, smashing, and the lunar ability. So again, if you are out of magic, for example, and I need a lunar attack on on an enemy, if I have the orbs out there on the ground, I can use an orb and it'll give me a magic attack. It took me a minute to figure that part out, uh, that that's how that actually works, but it's, again, it adds even more strategy. Uh, if you are uh, planning on playing the game or you're playing through it right now, always keep some of those orbs on the ground just in case you, you need a, a special attack. Like, don't use it all. Like, if you have three on the ground, just use two of them. That's what I did. I always tried to make sure I have at least one orb on the ground just in case I need to pull off a special attack. That would generally get me out of a lot of binds. So just, again, another little sprinkle of that strategy in this excellent combat system. I already talked about cooking meals. You can cook the meals, find a whole bunch of recipes and shit like that. There's this fun little mini game that they have in uh, most of the major towns and shit like that. There's this game called uh, Wheels. And it's, it's hard to explain, but it's kind of like Yahtzee. So you have um, like five wheels in your roll, and it'll give you so many symbols. It's, and you have to match up the... You don't have to match up the symbols, but it's like, all right, there's like an attack symbol, there's defense symbols, and there's like two variety of attack symbols. And you just want to match it up to try and get the most... The best attack. It's like, all right, I have two oranges. I'll lock in the two oranges. Roll the three. All right, I got two more oranges. I'll lock those in. And then, bam, I get a nice orange attack. It was fun. I was terrible at it. I think I won, like, two wheels matches. Um, I feel like, I don't know if I missed something. Like, I only had two pieces. Like, two major board pieces that I can use. Other people were using different kinds. I'm like, where do I get those kinds? They seem way better than what I have, but Wheels was a fun little side game. I, I quite enjoyed Wheels. It was pretty freaking cool. And then they have a whole bunch of like side kind of content. It's a kind of hidden in a way. And it is, I will say, it's one of those games that it's like, oh, here's the ending, but then here's the true ending. Me... I hate that shit. I absolutely hate when games do that to me, especially when they don't make it very clear that there is and isn't a true ending and what I need to do to achieve that ending. So, for example, Sea of Stars, they want you to do everything. They want everything done. They want you to collect all the things. They want you to do all the side missions, get it all done. And I'm not going to be able to do that. There's um, these conches that you have to find. And I think there's like... 60 or 70 of them and I thought I was doing good like I handed in mine I was like oh yeah that's 25 there can't be that many more and they're like yeah there's like 60 more I'm like all right I'm not I'm not doing it so I'll just be watching the real final ending or whatever the hell I just I hate when games do that especially when it's a big game where you know I don't want to have to go through the whole entire game again and and just to get the real ending I think the real ending should be there and and whatever extra ending you want just have it be a fun weird ending don't hide away the real ending of the game I just I have to I have to ramble about that because I fucking hate when they do shit like that really don't like that but again I'm not done the game so I don't know if that is 100% uh the case I was trying to read ahead without spoiling anything and that does kind of seem to be the case I looked it up like the checklist of what I need to do to get the true ending and it basically sums it up it's like yeah, you got to do everything you got to get everything and I basically have done everything except for the conches, and I just really don't want to have to go through all the areas again to find these hidden conches. I just don't, I'm just not that kind of guy. So there, there is that, that that's a thing that is here that I don't like, but I had a lot of fun 
uh, just like the last five hours of the game that I'm playing. Like, it was like, okay, here's the last boss. You can go and take it out. But it also gives you this, like, power that makes it incredibly easy to just kind of go around the map and find and finish up some loose ends. But not so much with the conscious because you'll still have to, like, go into areas and find them. So, but there, there'll be, like... Um, a little mission will pop up and it's like, Oh, okay. Go over here and do that. I could just fly over there. Super easy and fast. Really enjoyed that. And also back to the campfires. So you get these campfires, uh, that are like save points, go there, you can cook, but there's also, you can like set up a camp and these are great little times. I love setting up camp with, uh, with all the homies. We're sitting around the fire and shit. I can't remember her name right now, but, uh, uh, Teeks. Teeks will, uh, she tells stories at the campfire, so you'll collect uh, artifacts throughout the game. You can hand them over to Teeks, and she'll have a story about that artifact. And the stories are really good. Like, there's really short, awesome little stories that you're reading by the campfire. I really, really enjoyed that. That was very wholesome and just felt really good. And when you're having a big, long adventure, it's like, oh, let's just, you know, pull over here and we'll set up camp. We'll listen to some stories, have some chats. And it's also a good place to chat with your party, see what they're thinking, see what's up. Maybe they have something for you to do. And that's what I was finding a lot with the late game. I'd go camp and I'd go talk to someone. They're like, oh, uh, I got this thing going on. You're like, oh, shit, let's go do that thing. And then we go do it. So that was a lot of fun. There's a good amount of side content to this game as well. And there's a cool little time. Um, like I said, there's... Uh, there's a town you go to, kind of gets destroyed. Uh, it's okay, but then like some other people, they go off and make their own little town. And in a way, you can not really customize it, but you go there and you help them build it up. You can find little plans to build shops in the town, and, and you have to go around to other cities and villages and find people to come run the shops. Now, I haven't found them all, but uh, it's pretty cool. I like the towns called Mirth. So you go in there and yeah, it's pretty cool. You, it's sort of a custom town. Like um, I opened up like a fishing shop there so I can go and fish at the town. It's pretty cool. It's a good hub. Like I can go there. There's a whole bunch of fruits and veggies and resources that I can grab there. So that was pretty cool. There's a good amount of side content. Um, I will also shout out the boss fights in this game are excellent. Absolutely excellent. I love the boss fights in this game. Uh, one of the earlier... Uh, parts of the game, uh, the Necromancer, Romeya, whatever the fuck her, that name is, but her lair was a ton of fun, she was a ton of fun, like, she's a very funny, over-the-top boss character, and I got to visit her in the later part of the game as well, and she was just as funny then as well, uh, I did get to go visit that, uh, it's called the Ancient Crypt, and that's where they have all the, the, gravestones of all the people that attributed to this game and it is vast there's just hundreds probably thousands of little gravestones of people that contributed to this game so uh well done for the developers of this game the publishers whatever for putting that into the game that is that is very respectable i i really enjoyed that i was going around just looking at they have like some big statues in there and i don't know if that's people that paid a little bit more money to get some really fun statues in there but that was a cool little area as well now the game runs smoothly and everything, but I, I did have one moment where I, I really did think I, I broke the game, basically. I don't really know what exactly happened, but basically I fell down this hole that I wasn't supposed to go into. The whole screen went black and I had I just had to turn the game off and restart from whatever load I had. That was the only glitch 
problem, performance issue, anything like that that I had with this game runs beautifully. Um, the only thing that, like, honestly, there, this game really doesn't have a lot of uh, problems with it. There was only one enemy in the entire game that annoyed me. And, uh, fuck, what is it? It's like, it's one of the robotic enemies, and it just puts shields on people, which is really annoying, and it's a really powerful shield. You gotta do a lot of damage to finally take down the shield, and then finally kill the enemy behind it. Oh, and it was, it was always, like, it would never give me an opportunity to stop it. It's like, alright, you got one turn, try and kill me, and it's like, I can't fucking kill you in one turn, and then it launches off the shields, and I'm like, fuck, that's annoying. That was, like, really the only annoying enemy. Every Everybody else was a ton of fun. Uh, there was this kind of, um... A tournament uh, that I had to go through for a certain character and you're going through the tiers of the tournament. It was like a gauntlet but I thought it was really fun. You go through a couple enemies, fight a boss, go to the next tier and so on and so forth till you get to the final tier and you take on this really cool boss and man all the bosses were so fucking cool man. Like a lot of them look really awesome. Like all the boss designs were really cool. A lot of them had these like really awesome little gimmicks that they were going on. One that I really liked, it was uh, Saray, she, or Sarai, whatever you want to call her. She's one of the party members. Uh, her final, like, quest line thing that I did with her ends with a really fucking awesome boss fight. R- looked really awesome. Yeah, man, there's, there is a ton to like with this game. So I, I think that's essentially it. Like, there's <laughs> I really don't have anything much bad to say about this game. So let's uh, let's sum it up. Let's go through the non-existent cons and the pros of this game. I'll score it, and I will send y'all on your way. So in terms of the cons, like I said, there really isn't anything that makes me upset or anything like the music is amazing the graphics are amazing the combat is a ton of fun the characters are excellent the story is really good i mean there's just so much to to like uh there may be a handful of annoying enemies now and again and maybe some of the backtracking isn't a lot of fun like like i said like going back and getting some of the conches i was doing some of that stuff like all right i'm gonna go back and do this thing there was um a certain guy that i had to go back to in a graveyard and that was just kind of a fucking pain in the ass like I had to go back into the graveyard basically go through the whole thing again to find him found him gave him the thing I forgot to give him and then go do a boss fight come back he's not in the same place anymore so I'm going around looking for this fucking guy I'm like where the fuck are you so some of the backtracking I can imagine is is going to be a little bit tedious and again I don't want to do it because it already seemed to be a little bit tedious going back and doing some of that stuff but again I have to uh, compliment them or whatever because they did a good job at making it easier to go back and do that backtracking with the at the end of the game they give you like a flying ability basically you can fly and go wherever the hell you want so and that part of the game also is really awesome when you get that ability you finally like there's a bunch of islands that you can't get to and you're like what the hell is going on with that and and finally like once i get the flying ability i'm like oh i can go to this place and that place really opened up the game um and it was really late in the game like we're we're basically end game when this opens up and it just added in like an extra i don't know i I was running around for another four or five hours like kind of cleaning up these side missions and going and checking out these final islands but yeah i I can see that some of the backtracking might be a little bit tedious but I, i again i really don't have a lot of bad things to say about it what i like to what i like about this game the combat 
might be the best combat I have ever played in a uh, turn-based RPG. Ton of fun. Love that little touch of strategy in every fight. Just, oh, so good. The level designs, I think, are really smooth and fun to get through. Music, forget about it. This is one of the best soundtracks I have ever fucking heard in my life. It is so good. There's so many good freaking songs, man. Like, I, I can't do it just... Just look it up on YouTube and just look at the track list. There are so many freaking songs in this game. I'm blown away that they have this much amazing music. Boss fights were all a lot of fun. The graphics and the art style are excellent. I enjoyed the characters and the story of this game was really freaking good. All said and done, man, it's... I really... I want to... Hmm... I, th- I think I, I'm going to have to do it, man. I, I'm debating on a 9, but I think I'm going to give Sea of Stars a 9.5 out of 10. It, I mean, it's a it's not a very expensive game. It's not your AAA level of price. You can get it very cheap. It's on uh, Game Pass and PlayStation Plus, right? Or PSN Extra Plus, whatever the fuck. So you can play it on there. That's where I played it on PS5. Uh, it's an incredible bang for your buck. It's... I might be my favorite turn-based RPG of all time. I mean, it's really going to make uh, some of the older turn-based RPGs a little bit hard to go back to because they're so simple. And this game just brought out... Uh, they really just... I don't know if there's going to be a, a turn-based RPG 16-bit style that, that will top Sea of Stars. It's going to be really tough. Maybe that Chained Echoes is going to be it. I don't know. I'll have to check that one out. But I, I'm, I'm giving Sea of Stars 9.5 out of 10 this game is amazing if you if you are a fan of turn-based rpgs if you ever enjoyed a final fantasy chrono trigger uh super mario rpg paper mario you have to play this freaking game man like if you enjoy music you gotta play this game like oh my god there's so much to enjoy i was absolutely i'm blown away by this game i was i was expecting to have a really great time but i wasn't expecting this to be uh this amazing. This game absolutely blew me away. It's incredible. It's a must play. And it is definitely going to be making an impact at the XE Awards, uh, my video game award show. It's definitely going to be making an impact right there. But um, we'll see. I, I'm Today I'm at a 9.5. Now I'm not completely done it. Uh, it could fall back to a 9 if the final boss and the final part of the story isn't incredible. But it's an easy, highly recommended game. I mean, you cannot go wrong with this game. It's so incredibly fun. It's charming. It's got a great story, beautiful characters. It's just a lot to like. I really, I am like, I am pulling at straws to, to try and bring out any negatives in this game. It's a very lovely game. It's well-crafted with a lot of love in it. You can tell that uh, the people behind this game loves turn-based RPGs. They loved a lot of the games that I grew up on. And yeah, man, I felt it for sure. Sea of Stars is excellent. So happy I was able to fit it into this year. And there we go, everybody. So let me know. Have you played Sea of Stars? Do you love it? And if you don't love it, how? What What's wrong with the game? Well, why aren't you loving it? Let me know. But I love this game. I think it's excellent. 
I can't wait to finish it. I will finish it off probably tonight. And uh, if anything changes, you know, if I if it, if it really falls flat on its face in the ending, I guess I'll post something on Twitter and be like, oh boy, the ending of Sea of Stars was. But I doubt it. I really doubt it. I'm right there at the final. I'm right in the final level. I'm like right there at the final boss. So I'll, I'll get that done. But again, thank you everybody so much for listening. You're awesome. Let me know how you did on Christmas, all the new games you got and everything like that. You want to help me out with a little Christmas present? Why don't you review the podcast, hit that like button, whatever you got to do, subscribe and all that great stuff. I upload all these to the Gamer GX videos YouTube channel as well so you can watch them great place to leave a comment i would also love if you would drop a question comment anything like that related to video games wrestling hockey or just about the podcast concerns or anything like that drop a comment i'd love to carve out a little time on the podcast to answer questions or anything like that i think that would be a ton of fun and yeah, so there won't be a uh, hockey cast this week. Uh, just they had a, a f- like three or four days off in the NHL this week, so not a lot has been going on. So I'll take a break from the hockey cast this week, focus in on some other video games and other things I want to get done. So yeah, there we go. There will be a Russell cast coming up this week. It'll be a little bit lighter because there was no Monday Night Raw. This week, uh, they just did a best of show, so there's no new Raw. So it'll be a little bit lighter, but of course, we will always have new content here for you at the GX Plus cast. Just stick around, subscribe, and all that great stuff. And we'll be back again soon with some more GX Plus cast. (laughs) 